You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. And we are reaching way back into the archives for today's episode. We thought it would be fun and informative to look at what the first year with a baby might look like or feel like for a new mom. So yeah, even if you've been an avid babysitter or had lots of younger siblings or even raised a puppy, none of that really prepares you for the stark reality of bringing home a baby. Whether you've come from the delivery room at the hospital or you adopted a new little person into your family. Because you're, you're now responsible for this fully formed person who's depending on you for survival. Never mind that hormone rush, the exhaustion, wearing giant underwear with pads <laughs> sewn in or sitting on a donut for weeks. What do you actually do with a baby? This was actually a... A question I kind of had when I got home was like, uh, now what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just saw endless days stretching ahead of me with feeding and changing them and rocking them to sleep. But how hard can it be? Women have done this since the dawn of time. Yeah. Why did it feel so scary then? What is the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> so much responsibility all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to sort of walk through, okay, now you have a little one at home, this teeny little baby. What are you going to do with him or her? Right. Well, maybe your little sweet pumpkin has grandpa's nose or daddy's eyes, but let me just say, most newborns, Bonnie, they look funny. They do. <laughs> they do. They're my, not that cute. My firstborn, <laughs> bless, was very large, <laughs> had a little bit of a hard time being delivered, and she had a cone head like none other. Oh. I think my husband was quite disturbed. <laughs> My son is still scarred from watching the video of the aftermath of that, but it goes back. They, right. they can have funny shaped heads, but yeah. they will usually return. Yeah. They can have, yeah, they can have a weird shaped head. They can have jaundice. What is jaundice? That is where um, your skin is yellow and it's because your liver is not yeah, your operating not right. correctly. We had, our, I think it was our firstborn too. We had to put, usually it's uh, correctable at home unless it's pretty severe, but we just would put our bassinet in front of the window. They just need sunlight and it'll generally correct itself. Or you can go sit under the lights at the hospital for a little while, but it's usually not super serious. Yeah. Yeah. Their skin can get all peely and gross. Did yours? No. Well, mine did. <laughs> I have so all the glad. things. Mine did not. <laughs> what do they call it? Cradle cap? Yeah. Where they have that flaky. Well, eventually. Yeah. We got a little bit of that, but no, not for a good, not for a good while. Mm -hmm. They can have bowed legs. Birthmarks. Mm -hmm. Because they're all stuck up in there and squished. <laughs> they have very spasmodic and jerky body movements, like a foiling little uh, frog almost. Yes, yeah, swaddling helps that, but um, but they do. And their diapers can be, mm. oh, well, <laughs> surprising. Surprising, yes, depending on what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially at first, they have weird thick tarry kind of stools yeah it's so disgusting Marconi it doesn't smell though really no it's not too bad especially yeah. if you're nursing yeah it doesn't smell bad wait till later when did you switch to oh. solid foods oh that's a whole <laughs> other story oh, i know <laughs> that i i thought i remember thinking like 
how many interactions with poop am I going to have in my lifetime? Oh my goodness. More than I ever thought I was going to. Yeah, way more. <laughs> Lots of waste management. Okay, so there's that initial, think of it from the poor little baby's point of view. There's this transition from womb to world. They're in this sweet, quiet, dark, mm, warm place. Cozy. And they come out to noise and temperature changes and lights. It's, it's hard. A lot. It is. Yeah, it's a lot. So in the womb, babies can taste the foods that you're eating and some become familiar. Isn't that cool? I think that is so cool. Yeah. So if you're nursing, uh, a lot of times you'll notice what, what, what you're eating obviously is affecting your baby because they're mm-hmm. tasting that too. Mm-hmm. So you're avoiding some strong things like broccoli, they say, mm-hmm. can get, make your baby gassy. I mean, I said that recently when we were like planning to take a new mom some food and the other young women looked at me like I had two heads. Uh, really? They were like, you avoided broccoli? I'm like, you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, did. Is that, is that off the table now? I don't know. Yeah, spicy things generally. Yeah. You don't want to eat Mexican, things like that. But I guess some people can. I mean, I think certain cultures do. You know, I am so fascinated by how other cultures yeah. do it. You know that... Um, cultures that eat a lot of peppers and things they don't i'm sure they don't stop it cool because they've done it during pregnancy so maybe they're used to maybe they're used to it yeah anyway yeah i think it's also cool that in the womb babies can recognize nursery rhymes or songs that you read and sing repeatedly um so they're hearing your voice and they're hearing daddy's voice Mm -hmm. and so you can try that once they're out and home Read those same nursery rhymes and sing those same songs and see how they react. Yeah, Emma said that um, Dottie Lou, they they play the labor and delivery playlist quite a bit. And the times when she was in distress during the labor, um, she gets agitated during Mm -hmm. those songs now. So it works both ways. Oh. There's like a primal like memory there of something wasn't, you know, the heart rate wasn't quite right. And then... But during the majority of it where it was good, most of the songs are really good. I'm like, oh, wow. That's so interesting. So interesting to me. (laughs) That they know, even Mm -hmm. so young. Yeah. Yep. Well, just like we've talked about in our pacifier episode, newborns want to suck. Yes. So they've got that sucking reflex. They love to suck. They like to be rocked. They love to be swaddled, Mm -hmm. at least in the really early time. I'd say maybe up to a month. Yeah. After yeah. that, we weren't doing swaddling so much anymore. Yeah. The, and they have those cool gowns now that swaddle them mm-hmm. and like pin their arms down. It's and a everything. lot easier than having to do the, you know, tuck fold. Tuck the origami fold. blanket yes, the origami. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they love to be uh, outside and mm-hmm. in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. As long as the sun's not too bright. Yep. Yep. Two of the little tricks um, early on when um, Emma was you know, home with Dottie and she'd be fussy. She, especially late in the afternoon, I'd say put her in water or take her outside. Oh, absolutely. Those two things, one or the other usually does the trick Mm -hmm. when you're at that witching hour. Take lots of walks. That's good for you too, mom. Mm -hmm. And they love your voice, your touch and your face. Mm -hmm. So you want to interact lots of times. Yeah. I mean, they can't see very far. No, it's usually as far, like if you're nursing and you're holding a baby that close, that's as far as they can see. Yeah. So you do want to get up from your chest to yeah, your face up close to them not very far okay so i remember having this question what do you do with them while they're awake they're not awake all that much early on not little teeny ones no but, but i was like uh, i'm really I, I, this, i'm not feeling it here what do i do <laughs> right well put them in water or take them outside <laughs> that's right that's one that's thing right. but um sing 
sing to them, mm-hmm. read to them. It strengthens their language skills, gives them comfort, and it does increase their attention span. They're, you'll find that they, the more you do it, the more they wait for that next note or the, the familiar mm-hmm. tune. I built a playlist before Dottie was born of because some lullabies are just annoying. So I was like, we need some good music here. Yeah. We need some good tunes. And and I we love to play that music in the car, when mm-hmm. we're riding together, at home, when we're playing. Yeah, now it's our jam. Yeah. I will, we she love remembers it. it from yeah. like long, yeah. long ago. And definitely read to them. Use those high contrast books when they're really little, like th- up to three months old with the black and white and red because they can't see a lot of different Right. Colors. And that's funny that you say up to three months old because I think a lot of people think babies that young are too young. Mm-hmm. they're too young to be read to they're not understanding anything so what's the point yeah well they're they're actually gonna sit still and not wiggle out of your lap at that age there's, <laughs> a, there's that benefit that's but. right so from three months on three months to six months i'd say then you're wanting fun books books with little puppets or pop-ups things like that uh, once they reach six months then you get those cute little board books with the one picture per page because they're probably going to be eating it and chewing on it oh yeah <laughs> throwing it around definitely you need something indestructible uh, nine months you're going to use lots of facial expressions and hand motions and different voices for for things maybe noises and then once they're 12 months or so then they can handle a picture with a sentence or two yeah yeah and you, here's the deal you do not need expensive toys you do no. not need a lot of toys not for the first year for sure no no and honestly imaginative play is so important if you just have some safe, real things they can play with. A blanket, mm-hmm. a stainless steel bowl. Oh, know. anything yeah, in your kitchen cabinets. Yeah, a strainer. All the Tupperware that yeah. comes out. Pots and pans, wooden spoons, all yeah. that stuff is so much more fun. And you know, that's all you need. You already have it. Yeah, you really do. You really do. Although the, the toys are fun. I mean, it is fun to, to buy a few things and put them back. But also, um, just make lots of eye contact they they need to interact with you you can narrate your day we you've talked about this oh my goodness all the time yeah everywhere we went everything we we did yes (laughs) you're just talking along yeah yeah um they need to see your expressions i mean they're they're learning they're learning emotions by watching your face yeah um and they need you to respond to their facial expressions Mm -hmm. it's newborns um are very noisy when they sleep i don't know if Dottie was but a lot of times Oh, yeah. More than I thought, if you have the baby monitor on, if, oh, if they're yeah. not sleeping in your room or whatever, they're grunting and... Squishy, squishy, scratching, rolling yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> it's so noisy. Yeah. But they want you to respond to their actions and face, even when they're just laying in your lap. Mm-hmm. So, okay. This is not for... I mean, when I say structure your day, this is not for every mom, maybe. But I kind of think it is. Like, you got to have some sort of rhythm, I think maybe that's a better word. Have a rhythm Rhythm. to your day, especially with a newborn. I needed to know, okay, are we looking at the next meal here? Are we coming up on a nap? Right. Otherwise, you just get strung out into, ah, what's next? uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And and you kind of lose track. Okay, how much have they eaten? Have they taken in enough? You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it can structure your day. Yeah. Just have have a little game plan. Have a little rhythm. And and I would plan some me time in there. Yes. So, you know, if I, I if I was counting on a particular nap, okay, maybe I need to get something done during that nap. But one of those naps was downtime. Mm-hmm. Resting, maybe reading my Bible or reading a book. Just something that was 
restful for me. Right. Your body has been through a lot Mm -hmm. if you've actually given birth to a child. and And either way, whether you've given birth or adopted, you're sleep deprived. Right. You need some recovery time. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of that when you can. Um, it's interesting to me to watch. I don't have this on here, but um, how much a little baby of that size, <laughs> even up to six months, moves. You think they're not doing anything. So you think, I've got all this wake time. Like, how are they even getting tired? What are they even doing? But I saw a video one time of an adult mimicking all the motions that it was probably like a four-month-old lying on the floor <laughs> made. And it's an aerobic workout. It is. You try to copy those movements. Hey, when you told me that, I um I did a little experiment. And let, the next time I had Dottie when I was keeping her, I just got in the floor with her and tried to do everything she did. It's ex- Can it's you like, even keep up? It's, a, it's like some beast yoga moves. I know you're kicking your legs. Oh, you're moving your arms. The squats, the squatting and standing and squatting. And, and she's not holding on to anything. <laughs> like no unsupported squatting, standing, squatting, standing. Yeah. Sitting in the high chair, pulling both of her legs apart into the splits. Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> right. So they're doing way more than you think they are as far as muscle movement, small and large muscle movements. So they are getting tired. Yeah. They do need to sleep a lot. They, they will sleep a lot. Yeah, they do. And and learn. you're learning their sleep cues, you know, mm-hmm. at this age. You know, uh, do they rub their eyes? Do they just start to get fussy? Um, there, every child, uh, my nephew would twirl his hair oh. with his little thing, with his little pointer finger, uh-huh. you know, start twirling his hair. So you, yeah, you just learn your kids sleep cues and that'll help you. Yes. You know, know what's next. Nursing takes a long time, oh. longer than I thought. It's a lot of time. You're right. You are switching sides, making sure you do one side and then you go to the other side and it's usually like 15 minutes on a side and then they have a little bit of a wake time and then they go down for a nap and then you're doing it all over again mm-hmm. and it takes a, a long chunk. So you can have a, an especially efficient nurser. Um, my Houston was, Dottie Lou, our granddaughter was, fast, fast, 10 minutes, which is so nice. That is fast. But Emma, on the other hand, she was a, like a gourmet. <laughs> So Just savoring yeah, and sampling. Yeah, 45 minutes was not uncommon oh, uh-huh. for, for us to do the full nursing, yep. burping, all that. Yes, because you got to do the burping in between. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, all of that. So, you know, it just depends. And and so don't compare yourself to, like, I would get real irritable because other moms could nurse more efficiently um, or their child could, you mm-hmm. know, and then their child might sleep till 7 in the morning or 8 in the morning and mine didn't, well, but mine was going down before theirs. So, you know, it's easy to get kind of frustrated with the schedule that you're in. Well, guess what? It's going to change. It will Don't change. Stress. Yes. Don't stress. It's it going to change. It will definitely change. Yeah. Um, I tried to vary my wake times with my little guys by, um, we had a little, like a blanket or a play mobile on the floor and get some of those black and white toys and try to um, do some time on their back and then some time on their tummy because you want them to l- use those torso muscles and strengthen their neck muscles and all that stuff yeah and Dottie hated that they do she would squall but you know you just cheer her on you're doing great good yeah. job in 30 seconds a minute you know yeah not too long relief. at first you're mm-hmm. starting starting little increments and stuff yeah. but it's really important if you refer back to our ot and pt experts on our podcast mm-hmm. it's really important you can use blankets to roll them up and put them and support their torso and things but you do need to Give them some of that tummy time. Yeah. That's how they learn to crawl. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
more about learning their cues, they can get overstimulated. So if they have a really high-pitched cry or they're clingy, they're arching their back, clawing at their face. But, um, yeah, they can't tell you, I've had enough. Yeah. But that's how they're telling you they've had enough. Yeah. Yeah. So just pay attention to that. By three months old, babies can see better. So they can now see you across the room. This was a cool mm. like transition to watch Dottie do that last year where she could see farther across the room. And I, I think I said on our technology episode the digital picture frame. Right. That was when the moving. picture would scroll, she could see it 15, 20 feet across the room. Wow. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Big difference. And so then they start reacting to that. They'll start cooing and smiling and holding their head up. Um, they know mom and dad's voice and they know mom and dad's face. They're looking for that mm-hmm. all around the room. I loved those little books where you could just slip the picture in of the siblings and Family. the parents uh-huh. and all that. It was very, very fun. I guess now you can just get them digitally, but... Either way, it's really fun to have the big close-up of the grandparents. And especially if you have family members who are not nearby. Yeah. We, they're learning their mm-hmm. faces. That's really fun to do with them. Yep. So you have to learn their hunger cues, too. And I think what you were talking about earlier, breaking your day into those cycles of mm-hmm. kind of when you know when they're going to eat and when they're going to be awake and when they're going to be sleeping helps you identify when their fussiness is hunger or if they're tired or overstimulated or frankly just plain stress release because that's how babies release stress Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just crying they need to do it it's not all i know you don't love it but for them it's just a stress release and if you can think about it that way sometimes it's like oh okay i don't have to freak out about this every time that's right a child who a baby who never cries is a little bit of a cause for concern Mm -hmm. you want to talk about that with your pediatrician right um are they gassy did you burp them after eating i was so bad at burping Oh, it felt so stressful. Like, I got to get a burp. I got to um, get a burp. Uh, sometimes the burping was longer than the nursing part. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then they just projectile everything they just ate <sighs> right back up again. It wasn't just me. So. Oh, my goodness. You want to make it an easy burp, not a big burp. Yeah. 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 Um, are they gassy? Um, think about what you ate if you're nursing them and try to make connections there. If they're bunching their legs up, we could bicycle their uh-huh. legs, you know, and try to help move. Yep. Move that gas. Push their back. Air. Massage their belly. Do the football carry. All those help put pressure on their. Yep. Bobby was so tummy. good about that. He had a great big hand. And they just yeah. sort of lay right on us. Right across his yeah, forearm. Yeah. Pat, 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 pat. It was so good. Yeah. Are they tired? That can look like overstimulation, too. Some of those same um, cues that Renee was talking about earlier. So you can go outside and rock you can go into a quiet room I think all moms have this body memory we just come out and we know how to sway we sway you stand in the grocery line and you're swaying you're standing in the kitchen and you're swaying um so yeah learn those tired cues too um so let's talk about month to month there there is so much change in the first year yeah we can't cover it all but we'll just we'll hit some of the highlights so as we've just mentioned the first three months of life are all about eating sleeping and crying But you can also look forward to your baby learning to lift her head, making silly sounds. Oh, that's so fun. Mm -hmm. Giving you the first real smile. And by the time that they are four months old, they can do all sorts of things. Yeah. They really, really... It's not like a giraffe baby that comes out and can just run away from the lion immediately. (laughs) But, you know, they are trying to make little strides. So they can smile and laugh. They like to play. Mm-hmm. and babble mm-hmm. um 
They cry in different ways to show what they need. They can reach for toys, watch objects, and even maybe push up on their elbows if you've given them some of that tummy time. Yeah, yeah. And um, any time between like three to six and seven months, they will learn to roll from their tummy to their back. That was magical to watch. It's so I cool. They get so surprised. Oh, what just happened? <laughs> Did I just do that? <laughs> yep. And then they'll then they'll master the other way, rolling from back to front, mm-hmm. and eventually sit up. I think that was about six months for ours. Around six, seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. That was the glory days, and it really was just days before they learned to actually scoot. And crawl. Yep. But there was this teeny tiny window. I could just set them in the floor. <laughs> and like walk away. Like put them in the kitchen floor on a blanket. Uh-huh. And I'm cooking dinner. Walk away. And they're just sitting there. And it's a new skill. So they're happy. I'm happy. Right. No one's in danger. And again, you think, okay, so they're just sitting. How tired can they be? But think about the core oh, muscles yeah. they're using. Trying to maintain a sitting position. Oh, they've yeah. never done that before. Yeah. So... They are, um, we talked about this before, maybe right around here, they're all already using a pacifier, fingers, thumbs, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, figuring out their days and nights, all of that stuff. One cautionary tale, when they're learning this flipping over, you don't know when that's going to happen. Right. So with my firstborn, she was laying on the couch on her back. And I walked around the corner to go do something, and I heard this kavump. Well, that was when she learned to flip from her (laughs) back to her front, right off the couch. Yep. So thankfully, they're kind of rubberized at that age, and they don't have a lot of bumps and thumps. But um, be aware that that can happen at any time. So you're not putting them on beds or couches without your supervision. Right. Right. Don't do what I did. Yeah, I know. It's it's not a good feeling. <laughs> All right. Around four to five months, pediatricians will say you can introduce the most basic of solid foods. So it's like single ingredient. So like apples, peaches, peas, those kinds of things. We have a really good food allergy podcast that talks about introducing allergens. Mm-hmm. If you want details on that, there's really great information from a local pediatrician about doing that between four to six months. Um, and you just give each new food a few days to see... You know, if there's any signs of reaction. Uh-huh. Um, and don't be afraid of weird stuff. Babies like weird stuff. They don't oh, know yeah. not to like the weird stuff. That's right. So That's right. Yeah, be so happy about it. Refer to our three food podcasts <laughs> for lots right. of good information there. So by around six or seven months, they're now usually sitting and they can sit in a high chair. They can sit in a uh, shopping cart, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, and Life they can, changing, not yeah. just fun. <laughs> have some meals so you're teaching them to pick up smaller things small bites encouraging them to use spoon fork cup straw those those kind of things yeah I mean there's a lot of pouches these days and so we didn't have that option Bonnie no and so it's real easy to just give your kid a food pouch and they don't have to learn how to use a spoon and a fork so I was talking to a pediatrician recently and they're like you know we just have to encourage them Uh let them get a little bit messy let them put the the spoon in their hand and try to Go for it. They need those fine motor skills. Yeah. They'll get it. They'll yeah. get it eventually. Yeah. So sleep will be changing. You know, at the beginning, they're sleeping all the time. Sometimes it feels like all, all day long. But that's going to change. Um, they'll probably hit some growth spurts. Mm-hmm. And that'll change their sleeping and waking times. They um, will probably go to longer waking times and have more like two solid naps during the stretches of the day. So there's apps for this now, Bonnie. 
apps for sleeping for yeah just for knowing when your child's going through a growth spurt there's average developmental stages okay and they call them leaps mm-hmm. and so you can get get an app and it will tell you and it'll, it'll dump it onto your personal calendar too if you'd like so we did that with Dottie, even as grandparents. We were, I wanted to know, okay, if is she in a leap? Okay, is that going to affect how she's sleeping? Uh-huh. Um, whether positively or negatively. Okay. I'm like, wow, I wish I'd had that. I could have used that information. I just was always guessing. Man, kids these I mean, days. I know it. I know it. And then by six months, refer to our excellent, excellent episode on sleep with Dr. Tiffany Rogers. Your child's brain has developed so that he or she can sleep through the night by six months, developmentally. So the brain has to develop certain parts because sleep moves, I think she said, from the front of the brain to the back of the brain throughout the night. So that's why infants are waking, Mm -hmm. partly. Also, they need to eat. But she's like, you don't actually have the equipment. Your child can sleep through the night, perhaps. But she's like, all children, unless there's some developmental problem, have have the equipment. To sleep through the night by six months. So okay. that's, a, that's a lifeline to know that. It is. And you can assist that in different ways. That's right. So sometimes right. maybe they have the ability, but they're but not doing it. And then you wonder why. Then yeah, you ask your question There's why. things that you can do. We, uh-huh. we got to do an episode on that. That's interesting. Yeah. They start liking a challenge around six or seven months. So we put their toys slightly out of reach to encourage mm-hmm. scooching or crawling. Those kind of things. Yep. They're banging objects together. They're clapping their hands, waving bye-bye, playing pick- peekaboo, blowing kisses. And you can introduce sign language, you know. and The fact that they're waving bye-bye and blowing kisses on command tells you they know a lot. Oh, yeah. They understand a lot more language than they're capable of yes. using. So how would you do? There's all kinds of books, I'm sure, yeah. now yep. on sign language. We just did maybe five basic mm-hmm. ones. We did, too. Yeah, I, and when you just do it, you, you help their little hands do it, and then you associate the word with it, and they just pick it up. It's so gratifying for mm-hmm. them to be able to communicate instead of whining or banging or screaming because mm-hmm. you're responding. Oh, I know what that sign means. Uh, mm-hmm. More or please or all done. Yes. Dottie's just started saying um, do. So like, are you ready for your nap? Would you like to take a nap? Do, do, I do, is what she's meaning. Uh-huh. Do. I'm like, oh, it's so gratifying <laughs> to hear her, like, answer. With a real you, word. Yeah, with a real word. We don't have to do sign language or guess. So, very fun. Very yeah. fun stage. And don't worry that sign language is going to prevent them from speaking. It doesn't. Oh, goodness, no. It actually just prevents their frustration. They will speak. Yeah, it, it does take the frustration level way, way down. Yeah. So, um, again, moms, just talk, talk, talk. Mm-hmm. All the way through your day and engage with eye contact as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Just narrate your day. It'll keep you sane anyway. Yeah. And be kind of lonely. Yes. If you're home by yourself doing this. You need to hear an adult voice and it's okay if it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. You have so many good options too. There's so many great podcasts like this one, but many others that, you know, can keep you from feeling lonely mm-hmm. when you're when you're home with a really little one who's not talking back to you yet. But by nine months... A lot of babies are pulling up and taking their first steps. I mean, that's early. Nine months is early, but yes, I mean, mine, I did did. It. mine did too. Yeah. Yep. So then guess, oh. <laughs> then your life gets real interesting. Yeah. You're going to yep. have to be vigilant 
because um, they're going to pull stuff over on themselves or knock on in a coffee table or on top of the hearth or whatever. I know Savannah pulled a little baby rocking chair over and almost broke her nose. Oh. It was so sad. Oh, goodness. And it's a baby rocking chair. Yeah, it's fast. I mean, before yeah. you can get there, it's going to happen. They're going to get bruises and bumps. We childproofed a little bit. Um, we, I mean, obviously, the childproof locks on the cabinets that had the dangerous stuff. But we left some things out on the coffee table that we were okay getting dropped or maybe broken mm-hmm. in an effort to teach them you don't get to grab every single thing in this house that's and right use it for a toy that's right you can't get in my purse you yeah. can't get in the bathroom yeah. so yeah. if it's like grandma's precious porcelain figurine okay maybe you want to put that up but a lot of other things we just left down and just said no no that's yeah not boundaries to, are good that's not for you to touch this is a no but everything else is a yes yeah 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 <laughs> it's good so 12 months a whole year's gone by that was fast and it is fast. Wow. They just transform in that first year. Um, sometimes they're cruising around, holding on, you know, to furniture, tables and things. Um, or maybe they're just standing without holding on to anything. And some 12 months old children are actually walking. Mm-hmm. Dottie was. My, my two were. They're so cute. Yeah, they're, they're just so little cute. tiny people walking around. But even just in a few weeks, she went from like unstable walking to like, now she can run. It doesn't take long. You know, that little toddler run. Uh-huh. So, so fun. And then the, the if you have pets in the home, then they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> they yeah. learn to hide under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Poor Hazel. So. But we also want to just take a minute to talk about taking care of yourself that first year as well, moms. Mm-hmm. Um, it is easy to just kind of get into a slump. Your hormones, the postpartum depression is not uncommon. And so please talk to your doctor about that if you if you feel like, oh, I'm really, really blue and it's it's not, not passing going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going away. Um, if you don't have the energy to get dressed and go outside or go for a walk, that's a good indicator that something may be off. Mm-hmm. Um, and OK, listen, one of the great things is that you can just stay in your pajamas till 10 till noon till one okay that's fun for a few days maybe or on an occasional day but I really do encourage you that even just walking outside for 10 minutes you know with your baby in the stroller or strap them on will lift your mood it does we need to be outside yes we do so take care of yourself um eat some good food go out and get some fresh air and then come back in and go for it. You can do it. Right. Yes. Please eat good food. Don't just eat chips and junk that are in the... Uh, I know. I kept a cup of water filled, a really big one, like a 32-ounce one, to just remind myself to drink. Drink, Well, if drink. you're nursing, you have to mm-hmm. drink so much. Yeah. Yeah, so drink lots of water. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, you're, yeah, you're sitting there, like you said, it could take 45 minutes in a nursing session, and you don't want to disturb that happy baby. But then you have a miserable mom. Yeah, because you're so, starving hungry. Yes. Have stuff nearby. Mm-hmm. Like maybe have a basket on the place nearby the couch where you usually sit or in the nursery at night um, with water and stuff like that. So did you know there's services now that will cook you like specialized, highly nutritious meals when you like bring your baby home? It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Emma and I were looking at it. She was like, look at this service. It's like, it was like a thousand dollars for like a certain number of meals. And wow. I was like, who can do oh, that? My goodness. But she said next time, of course, she's not pregnant, but she's like, next time I'm going to prep this for myself. I'm going to oh, do some of these really smart. cool nutritious yes. snacks and like have them already ready, have them in the freezer, pop them out. And I can 
do it when I'm all sleep deprived and tired. That is a great idea. Why do we not do more of that? No. And I just thought as a, as a older mom, like that's a great gift. I could take a little basket of those really nutritious things that are good for you when you're nursing the, the vitamins and minerals and yes. proteins and carbs that you need that you're getting depleted, you know, stock cool. up on that. And that's something great that dads can do, which in that first mm-hmm. year, dads don't have a lot of times a great big role. They can change some diapers, but mm-hmm. a lot of times there's not a heck of a lot else, but they can do that. They oh, can go to the yeah. store and make you a basket. They can yeah. bring you stuff. To Absolutely. The couch. So that's a good thing. Which leads us into number three is ask for help. So, you know, consider the last time your friend had a baby, you likely wanted to help. You were probably happy to help. So, um, you know, you can, you can just reach out to a friend or you can be that friend and just say, don't say, what do you need? Just say, I'm going to do this. That a lot of times that's more well received. People don't want to even articulate when asked Mm -hmm. what they need. Um, so every mom is different. Some moms just, need help around the house so they can have time with the baby. They right. want that time with the baby. Some moms were like, hold the baby. Let me just go take a nap. <laughs> let me just be not touched yeah, for a while. Let me not be touched. Yes. So don't be afraid to articulate your needs. Use your words. Um, tell your husband or your friend what you need. Yes. Ask. Um, and everybody should have a designated respite care provider before the baby is born. Yeah. So find one or two friends or family member and just kind of have them on call mm-hmm. when you just cannot do it mm-hmm. anymore. And so if you're that person, don't push yourself on them. Right. Grandma. Yes. <laughs> Give them their space. But when they're ready, be available. That's one of the best things you can do. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. And then obviously, or maybe not so obviously, but try to take care of yourself. Just try. You don't have to be with your baby 24-7. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They will be okay. This goes for every mom. Um, just dad can do it. Grandma can do it. A friend can do it. Or just like Renee said, when they're taking a nap, mm-hmm. like just go outside, mm-hmm. be in a different room for a while, do something yes. else. You yes. just need to separate. And that's okay. Yeah. So, and okay, moms fall into different categories here. I've I've interacted with like neighbors who would not leave their children with a sitter, even when they were six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. Because they just never transitioned from those early, early days where you're together all the time. They never wanted to leave them. And then there's moms like me who are like, I think I'm going to lose my freaking mind <laughs> if I don't get away from this child for just a little bit. Right. Like, I'm not going to be able to love her well if I just don't have a little bit of a break. So know yourself. Mm-hmm. Push yourself to do the hard thing if it's good for you. And yeah, make arrangements for that sitter. Make, arra- make arrangements for your husband to watch the baby mm-hmm. so you can go out for a while. It's tricky. You know, Emma wouldn't take a bottle so I could only... I know. Be gone a certain amount of time, but I I needed to figure that out. And one other thing I saw that was common with young moms in terms of just taking care of yourself, um, like wrist injuries and sprains from carrying the baby, especially as they get heavier Uh that first year. Um, I ended up um, at the doctor's office having to have a wrist splint. She ended up at the doctor's you office did. I didn't know having that. to have a wrist splint with Dottie. It's just that strain on your wrist from how you're picking up the baby and, and carrying them. And eventually you're throwing them on their hip, on your hip. And so, yeah, yeah. Just that re- it's a repetitive use injury. Oh 
my goodness. Isn't that crazy? No, I've not heard of that. And I did not know that happened to you guys either. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because later on, I, I'm right-handed, so I'm always carrying the baby on my left side, yeah. left hip. You know, you're balancing and, and, like I said, swaying and doing all the things with your body that's new to your body. It's never done this before with the mm-hmm. added weight. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when you um, put a one-strap backpack on with all your college books in it during college. Uh-huh. And it gets your whole spine and everything out of whack. I had hip pain and lower back pain on my left for years afterwards because of that. And I didn't address it. I had I had hip pain too, except mine was the right hip, opposite of yours. And I think I carried them on my right, even though I'm right-handed. That was so smart. You needed your right hand if you you're right-handed. <laughs> I know. What was I thinking? But but yeah, I didn't address it. I didn't go to the chiropractor. I didn't. And if I had just addressed it sooner it would have saved me quite a bit of discomfort and probably treatment time yeah so I, I think about you're picking up not only you're picking up a baby but a lot of times you're picking them up in a carrier mm-hmm. putting them in and out of a car holding it turning, away from your body twisting. Yep. it's a lot on your structure mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah be careful how you do that lift with your legs mm-hmm. watch how you turn yeah there's a great chiropractor here in murfreesboro we interviewed her she does care um, of young families with milestone chiropractic yeah yep and, and several other really good ones. Um, Murfreesboro Chiropractic's where I go. I love them. But yeah, just check it out. It's a it's a good just care for your body thing. And babies. Yes. You know, can even be treated by specialists like mm-hmm. Dr. Marilyn. Babies after birth, mm-hmm. especially if you notice they're favoring one side or another or mm-hmm. turning, not turning a certain way. Um, yeah. Chiropractic yeah, for babies is all, all about it. It's awesome. Well, that, that first year, it's no joke. So it is hard and for if you have multiples it's twice as hard oh more than twice really and and listen you cannot savor every moment no don't believe that don't believe it it just you know catch your joy as you can and if you're in the middle of a yuck this too shall pass Mm -hmm. yeah the first year is constant change yeah and it does get funner and and they get more interactive and yeah more personalities and all of that stuff makes it way more fun. really 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 fun so we'll have all this information on our website at justaskyourmom.com or Facebook, Just Ask Your Mom, or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And we'd love for you to rate and leave a review of our podcast if you're listening. It helps people find us as we kind of pop to the top there. And better yet, you can subscribe and you'll get each new Monday episode. Send us your questions and topic suggestions to justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your Mom. Your Mom.